tuned in to a new episode of Track to the Bubble. I'm your host, Dr. Tim Apology. Today, we are going to talk about 2020. And I was going to say this for the end of the year, but I most definitely would have like a 2020 year in review sometime in December so two thousand twenty now everybody was excited about two thousand twenty I don't know what it was I don't know if it was just the the years matching the years or what but 2019 New Year's going into uh, 2020 uh, at the last minute I actually went to a church service something that I have not done in a very very long time and the pastor there uh, was very unique. Everyone who attended, I think it was probably, I don't know, wasn't that many people, maybe 20 to 30 people. And uh, I sat in the back and I sat by myself. Um, I actually was just gonna go in, kind of hear uh, the the sermon that the pastor was going to speak about, you know, the end of the year reflection. And I let a crossroads in my life. Uh, there were some things that I needed to let go. And, uh, one was losing my mother's house. And, uh, the keys on the keychain for a year and a half after I lost the house. Sometimes I forgot it was on there. Other times I just I felt like by me throwing those keys away that I didn't lose. So anyone that knows about keys to something, if someone gives you keys to something, that means they're giving you access to something. If someone's giving you some type of security code, access codes to gain access to something, that means they're giving you access to something to open. Okay. Um... Then the parents was just talking about freeing yourself, letting go. And uh, I felt like that sermon or that message for me was uh, for me. And uh, everybody who was there wrote on some things to release. And uh, we prayed, and after we released it, 
And I have to say that everything that I wrote on there was released. Um, got that off my heart, my mind, soul, my spirit. Um, and with some other things that I wrote on there as personal. Oh, and I have to say that even though 2020 has been such a fucked up year um, for me I have to look at it as let me start back from January and then I'll go all the way up till now so in January I had a different perspective on life something that I haven't had in years and so I'm like okay it's a new year it's a new start and I really believe it was a new year, a new start, a new beginning. I knew it was a new beginning to something, but I didn't know exactly what it was a new beginning to of. So reality hit for me in 2020 before COVID had hit us. So uh, January, it was kind of like, eh, okay. Let me map out the rest of my year and start planning. So I had it to where I had plans. I was like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and start my business. Uh, I said, hey, I'm going to go ahead and get my comic book started. Me and my son's comic book started. Uh, I had it said, hey, about getting getting the action figures started. Um, and I said that uh, I most definitely will get uh, my book finished and published. Uh, And then also I had a mission to pay off my payday loans. Now, let's go down the list. Okay, so February. One no, the end of January, I'm sorry. The last... three weeks of January. So it was... one, two weeks after Christmas. So it'd be like the third week after Christmas. So that would put us in... Uh, see here, about the second, almost the third week. January when we had got a mercy meeting from uh, uh, the higher ups at JCPenney where I previously worked at and so one day I come home, had a good day at work, it was a good day and uh, normally I don't check my mailbox and so like, huh, kind of weird, and it was an envelope, I said, I haven't ordered anything, so looked at it, it was a UPS uh, certified mail, so pulled it out, saw it was from the corporate office of Plano, Texas, so I said, hey, haven't done anything, and let's 
let's uh, open the envelope. So I read it and I was walking. I said, nah, this can't be right. So I went to my car and I reread it. Sure enough, it said that they was closing the call center and I was losing my job uh, effectively February the 3rd, okay? And that they was going to pay me servants check till March the 23rd. So, okay. So, I go, oh my God. So, I get to work. And when I went to my manager uh, to talk to her, all the big managers was in a room. I tried to get in the room. The director of the call center is like, Tim, they're saying a meeting for you. I saw some people from out of town. I said, hey, this ain't no good. I went downstairs, talked to one of my buddies who was in the Q&A. And uh, he asked me, did you receive some type of mail? Letter. He was like, yeah, but I didn't I didn't uh, read it. I said, man, you kind of need to read it because they're talking about letting us go. And February 3rd is our last day. So his baby mama was actually at home. So he called her. And he told her to open up the thing. And she basically confirmed about what I said. And other people knew. So basically the higher ups lines basically knew. Uh, I was a supervisor. And uh, team lead supervisor, so I knew. Uh, then the QA supervisor, they already knew. So we already knew what was going to happen. So then we go back upstairs about 30 minutes later. And I saw my boss. My boss was changing different colors. And she just had a look I'll never forget. And so I said, we're done. She said, well, how do you know? I said, well, I got my, my notification on it last night. And so she said, well, you can't tell anyone. I said, she said, remember, you're a, manage- a member of management. So I said, yeah. So I had to keep it together. And I was like, man, I was thinking about my family, but I was thinking about my kids my family and I'm like we just got out of Christmas if I would have known that this was going to happen I would I would have spent lesser money on Christmas you you know how you how you think about these things all right so so later that day we had a we had a meeting and our director basically told us and hey uh, February 2nd is the last day of the call center. We're going to close. So, of course, everyone, you know, a lot of people was in there that was uh, very angry. They try to ask questions. She basically shut the, uh, the, co- the Q&A down, which I felt that was wrong on her part because now you're saying like, hey, we just came out of Christmas. We just came out of New Year's, you know, and now you're telling everyone that they don't have no jobs. So, and then she basically was basically telling everybody, like, hey, 
even though it is all the same rules apply, the same point system apply. So at this point, my manager of my team just basically told me, hey, you got the helm and steer the ship and keep keep everybody together. So she was kind of, you know, she's like, hey, I got nights, you got days, and we just uh, steer through through it. Okay, cool, fine. So what I told my my people was, it's like, hey, I understand that everybody is basically emotional, and everybody wants to walk away. But like I told everybody, if you walk away at this point, you won't get anything. You won't get your service checks, you know, and you can't contest any unemployment so we lost a a few people that just walked out that day and the last email that I sent out to the team I said whatever we have to face we'll face it together I don't know if that's my inspirational approach or what. That's the last one that I sent to them. I'll say whatever we have to face, we'll face together. And so, moving on, as we were getting close to, towards the end, what I what I I sent out was expectations, and I really modified the expectations because I wanted everybody to get through these last few weeks of work so I said hey and I put it in the email hey these are the expectations I said one come to work on time I said for two I said clock clock on to your system 10 minutes early I said three make sure you coming back from breaks and lunches on time and I said four just continue to do your job now the reason why I had these expectations was because me and my manager actually had a a meeting with some other managers and uh, and other team lead supervisors so basically you know this stuff was going down we still had to maintain our teams reason being why we said hey come in work early and clock in early was just in case that the computer systems if you had any computer technical issues well if you logged on to the system it'd be a half a point so we had we were under a point system so my thing is i can justify you clocking in 10 minutes early but i couldn't justify you clocking in five minutes late it's kind of kind of ass backwards I, i i get that then the other thing was uh, the adherence, come back on your lunches, breaks on time, and also for the uh, technical issues, trying to minimize that. And to do everything by policy, obviously, so they wouldn't have any reasons to fire anybody. And you'd be amazed at how many people got fired behind that and they thought well if I get fired now then I just get the unemployment it's like no because they purposely was getting fired now and I also told them it's like hey you are the leg you are the legacy of JCPenney's call center in the next of Kansas 
So let's finish, let's finish strong. And so we, we did. So it's kind of like, you know, when people, you know, when, when soldiers go to war, you got, you know, everybody doesn't really come back. You know, some, sometimes people come back after they celebrate. I guess that was my case was because the Friday that it was being catered, I didn't come. I mean, I had other stuff to do. I said, hey, it's my day off. I'll go ahead and, and, um, and um, get my car fixed. Uh, I pretty much took pictures and said my goodbyes on Thursday because Thursday was my last official day. And then I was out Friday. And then Saturday, I just went in for a couple hours, my last last day for everybody. And uh, I just gave them little gift cards and gave them a little candy and said my goodbyes and passed my phone number out to the ones who didn't have. And so that was February. Now, since JCPenney's was still paying us, we couldn't file uh, unemployment to March 27th. And they then the director had already put a order in out the college after that. But the problem was with that was they were still paying us. Okay, cool, no big deal. COVID hit. So everything was shut down for three months. So, you know, JCPenney's money was kind of shrinking so basically what I did was I basically paid my rent up for three months I paid I paid with my sick and my vacation and also did my service pay so I had so I had my, my rent paid up for three months and so what I did was one of my side hustles at the time became my full-time hustle and that was DoorDash. Remember, have family, remember, have responsibility. So, DoorDash quickly became a full-time gig. Now, with that, now, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber, Lyft, platforms like that, Instacart are very good to supplement your incomes. But you can't be lazy doing it and it shows consistency. And so I was out DoorDash six days a week. I rested on the seventh day. So I was and I was out there from like eight in the morning to like five thirty-six at night. And basically what I did was I did the, the breakfast rush. I did the lunch rush. I did part of the dinner rush. So I pretty was banking in about 600 a week, right? So not bad, right? Not bad. Now, this is during the midst of COVID, the height of COVID. And, uh, well, at least the first height of it, okay? So, so then I started applying for some different jobs and I really wanted this bank job. And uh, I went through three interviews. I thought I was going to get that job. And then I had a buddy who who uh, 
who said, hey, you still want to look for a job? I was like, yeah, so I got the security job over here. Hard. So I put in for it. I really didn't want to do it. You know, you know, I did security for 18 years, and I went to J.C. Penney's, and I thought it was J.C. Penney's for two years. So it was kind of like my mindset was actually the elevated change. I did a lot of growing, a lot of healing, you know. So I didn't really want to go back to that to that, that world, that aspect, you know what I mean? Um, but as we all do, you know, you have bills, you have responsibilities, you have family, you got to take care of them. So I went ahead said, hey, whoever calls me back first, uh, is it security? Cool. If it's the bank? Cool. I wanted the bank, but bank didn't call back. Security called. So, so they called, they called back. Now, with this was Jay-Z Penny's latest off in February. I didn't go back to a, to a regular job until May. Okay. So, crazy thing was, during this time, say about March, so month after J.C. Penney said, let us go, my aunt really started getting sick. And so, you know, God does work in mysterious ways, everybody, you know? And so, my aunt was just kind of defining, her health was just really defining. And so, my dad would take her, take her to her doctor's appointments. Uh, I would cook for different people that I would cook for, or we bring food for her, or, you know, when I cooked, I'd fix extra. And, you know, I'd go to Dollar Tree, get those uh, uh, star phone boxes that you would get from like a, a restaurant. And I would cook it, I'd stick it in, in there, and then I would take it to her. And so I didn't know that she was real. I mean, I knew she was sick, but I didn't know she was sick as bad as she was, you know? And uh, it was kind of hard to to see my aunt, you know, you know, dying. And I was, uh, I, I couldn't stop it. And uh, so over from February to beginning part, I mean, March to the beginning part of uh, May, she did a lot of talks and we did a lot of dialogue and stuff like that and uh, and uh, she didn't call me on my, my birthday and I'm used to her calling me on my birthday and uh, singing happy birthday to me but um She was uh, in the hospital in ICU, and uh, and I called, and uh, a couple days later, and God was just putting it on my heart to go see her, and then my my little sister was like, well. You got to such this time to come see her because we're going to take her off the plug. And it's like, wow, like you're not going to give her a chance to live or to come back or to fight, whatever. You just go after a couple of days, just cut it off. Like, I'm, t- I'm telling you, with family like that, you can't afford enemies. <laughs> you know, um, but that's a, that's a different story. A few days later, she died. That was very hard for me. Um, she was more than just an aunt. You know, she was a mother figure to me, most definitely. And uh, she used to change my diapers and 
know, she taught me how to how to drive a car. She taught me how to grill. She taught me how to cut grass. Uh, she taught me how to open up wine bottles. Uh, I mean, it's it's so much that she taught taught to me. You know, um, it was real hard for me to to uh, to go on. I didn't know uh, how I was gonna make it. You know, after she passed. And, um, when we uh, buried her, we buried her next to uh, my mother, and uh, that was her one of her wishes. She wanted to uh, be buried next to my mom, which was her sister. Um, she had bought that spot right after my mom had died in 2012. And uh, so during that time, I, I just got the security job. Um, a couple of weeks before she died and she died um, while I was still in training. And um, so the job was nice. I was able to go on my three-day leave of absence because I, need, I needed that. I needed that. And uh, and then the crazy thing is, uh, in, you know, going on to to June, then my unemployment finally kicks in. You know, I had a fight. I was fighting for her for the past three months at the time. But, you know, I had a plan. I was going to uh, do my unemployment, file that, and then I was going to do like a DoorDash, you know, and then I was going to use some of that time. I was going to use some of that time to start my business and to work it part time and to grow it from there. But uh, it just, that was my plan, but that wasn't God's plan. You know what I mean? Um, I was able to. Uh, in June, I was able to uh, pay off all my, my payday loans. So I was happy about that. In July, I was able to pay off my credit card. I was happy about that. So, uh, my action figures, the reason why I haven't said too much about that, because the prototypes actually suck. <laughs> so that's why I haven't talked about it. Because um, now I'm going through a, a different company for those. So cross my fingers that they'll do them right. And then I'll start talking about them on the show. Uh, my comic book was kind of in relation to the figures. So I had the first comic book, but we haven't fully released it yet. So that we was able to get that done uh, in February. Uh, my book, 
guy who allowed, I mean, to help me publish the book, he jacked it up and messed it up on uploading uploading the uh, format of the book. And so when I ordered the book, I gave the book out. One person was like, hey, you need to stop. So it's like, pull your books back. But hey, what's going on? So I had like 12 books out and the formatting of the books was just so, so wrong. So I had to pull them. So then I had to get another editor to re-edit what he had messed up on. And then I had to retype and reformat as I uploaded it to uh, to Amazon. Now with that, I tried to order one of them and it wouldn't allow me to do it. So now I have to go ahead and buy some more and hopefully that is formatted correctly so I can start promoting the book. Okay. So so we go on in September. I'm still kind of uh, still trying to, you know, grip with the turns of the loss of my group. I'm from the Lord Jesus. The loss of my eye. I was supposed to go back to school and for chaplaincy. All I needed was two classes. I put a pen in that. Uh, I was actually writing the, the second issue of my comic book, Me and My Son. And we were able to get the second issue written, but the original guy who did the first comic book, he decided not to return for a follow-up because he decided that he wanted to pursue his music career. And so we we, we were sad, we were heartbroken, but we, did, we gave him his best. And so what we told him was, if he ever feels like coming back and drawing, that he can come back. So now, we're in the process of trying to find a, another artist to draw for us. So, uh, October, eh, um, nothing really to write home about in October. Just uh, did some training at work. November, I was able to do a supervisory class online through Ellison, and I was able to pass that. So I was able to get a a certificate on that. Some of the information was familiar when I learned at JCPenney, so I wanted to add that to my portfolio. And I was able to get some things on my car fixed. November, still early uh, I'm looking at you know I am doing some of my Christmas shopping uh, started about two weeks ago uh, Thanksgiving is around the corner I just I just don't feel like being in a holiday spirit or mood or anything like that uh, so COVID gave me an excuse to where I don't have to be around my family kind of crazy thank God for that right it's kind of weird. I mean, I'm actually off Thanksgiving, but uh, I'm going to try to work because that's double time. And then Christmas. Christmas has always, ever since I was a kid, and so adulthood. I love December. I love um, Christmas. 
and um, I don't know what the portrait or the lens would look like for this Christmas with everything that's going on. But my thing is, as long as my kids have a good Christmas, hey, then it's all good for me too. So, I just wanted to come a little bit differently tonight. I wanted to tell you guys about my year so far of 2020. I know that it has been so many ups and downs, disappointments, a lot of hurts, a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainties. But what? And then, you know, I just wanted to share some of my, some of my accomplishments and things that I had to put reshelved and things that I have to go back and I have to do. And uh, just, I'm just out here trying to adapt and readjust a new way of life, just like everyone else. And uh, trying to think positive towards the future and positive towards 21 but I have to be honest with everyone who's listening with everything that's going on I'm kind of kind of afraid of 21 and I don't know I don't want to say more afraid you know because I mean it's always going to be some type of unknown so you should not have a fear of the unknown but I have to say with the way 20 unraveled, I do have concern about next year. But I do believe for next year that I'm going to have a blessed year. I'm going to have a, a happy year. And some things that I want to accomplish next year is just, I just need to slow down and just write it out. Slow down write it out you have to write the vision and make it plain so what I'm saying is to you guys on tonight early into the morning is this don't give up on your dreams don't don't give up on your passions you know 2020 has derailed a lot of us and it made us push back but don't give up on your dreams don't give up on your goals just be like the board and adapt. So, and like I like to say, often if you don't believe in yourself, believe in God. Thank you for listening. And guess what? We're out of here. We're going to do it again. So, thank you for listening to this special monologue.